0: Okay, I'm going to read a few scriptures, and then we'll we'll see what God has, okay? Psalm 12, verse 5 says, For the oppression of the poor, for the sighing of the needy, now will I arise, says the Lord. I will set him in safety from him that would ensnare him. Or the King James says puff, but in the margin it's would ensnare him. And this is how he does it in verse six, the words of the Lord are pure words, as silver dried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. And then in Psalm 27, verse one, but also in Psalm 36, verse nine, it says, with you, O God, is the fountain of life And in your light, we will see light. And then in Psalm 119, 140, it says that your word is very pure. And the word pure there, really in the Hebrew, is tried, refined and tried. And of course, that word that's in us as we go through trials, that word that's refined and purified, does that with us and that's why Titus 1 verse 15 says with the pure those that have been purified all things are pure so and then it says again in Psalm 119 140 your word is is very pure therefore your servant loves it so God who is love out of that comes the purity of light a light that's been refined and and purified. And in Psalm 27, (laughs) verse 1, it says this. Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. That's why Jesus said about himself in, in John 8, verse 12, I am the light of the world. He that walks after me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Again, and he is, in John 1, 3, and 4, he is the life. And that life, it says, is the light of men. So Christ is constantly showing us the life that he is in us, and that we are in him, through light. And that just keeps us very pure in terms of the words that, that He has given us as the Word. It keeps us very pure, pure. So the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom will I fear? So when it's dark, you can't see, and there can be fear. But when you put the lights on, we said the other night, what happens to the darkness? Hmm. It's gone. He's also, the Lord is also the strength of my life. In other words, there's an impartation of energy. We said, uh, I think it was last night, that what makes electricity the energy and power source? It's water and light. So the Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom will I be afraid? Now, so this is what it says. There's no fear when we walk in the light. We walk in power. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power. Just think of the light and power and energy that we have in Christ as our life. He's not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a very well-disciplined, well-mind that knows how to think with the mind of Christ in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 16. And we are to let this mind be in us in Philippians 2, verse 5, which was also in him. And so there's no limit. There's no limit, we see here, not an ounce. There's nothing that limits this word. There's nothing that can limit the the Lord because he is my light. There's no limit to him who is my light. Mm -hmm. Therefore, there's no limit to us. There's no limit to the power and energy Mm -hmm. that the word Christ himself is always imparting to us and because he imputes it to us because it is imparted to us. And when we have that word and we have that light, then it does away with doubt. And that light does away with the darkness and the darkness can be self-torture. Self-torture. Then we have confidence through that light how to think and how to be sure and how to be secure and have a secure and safe resting place. And that's what the light Christ, who is our light, is constantly illuminating in our thinking. That's what he's constantly doing. And so Christ himself is our resting place. He is our light. And Christ himself has given us, through this light that he is as our life, he's given us special assurance and that special assurance is what he says in Matthew eleven, twenty-eight to 30. All you that are laboring and are heavy laden, come unto me. I'll give you the light. And that light will lead you to a life that is supreme and superior and above everything. And that life will be an intimate exchange of an unending eternal love. And then you wrap yourself in that the warmth of that light the warmth of that embrace you wrap yourself in and it keeps your mind pure because that's what light does it keeps us very very pure that's why again in, in John 1 verse 5 the light came into the world that dark world system and the darkness, it says, apprehended it not. It couldn't grasp it, it couldn't seize it, it couldn't overtake it. That light came in. And when we think in dark areas, which is really outside of who we are in him, we said last night in first John 1 7, walk in the light. As he is in the light. In other words, Christ is always in who he is. He's light. And that's who he's made us to be. We said again last night, in Ephesians 5, 8, we are children of the light, meaning we have an understanding, we have power, we have energy. We have a life, a love life of Christ himself. We are children of the light. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 5, we are children of the light, We are children of the day and not of the night, the darkness. We're not of the night. There's nothing dark about how God sees us and our relationship to who we are in Christ. There's nothing dark about it. There's no darkness. Christ is the light. He's removed it all. He's removed all of that darkness. And so we said again the other night, and it does bear repeating to keep us fresh in our minds, that the energy of God's nature is what? It's love. Think of the energy that he imparts to us when we're in his presence and we're receiving that love that he has for us. It gives us an energy. It gives us a power and an energy source to keep going on through this wilderness through the darkness of this wilderness, Christ is our light. He's our energy. He's our power source. And the purity of his nature is light. Again, we've repeated it a couple of times, but what we said about light is, is that there is no element which refuses corruption more than light. Mm-hmm. The functioning in the light of who we are in Christ keeps out any corrupt. Dark thoughts. It does away with, as we said, with self torture. First John four eighteen. There's no fear in love. That's what the light's constantly bringing us into. <laughs> There's no fear in love. There isn't any because fear has what? Torment. He that fears is not walking in a love and the perfection of a love that's been completed with us in mind in particular. It's really what it says. And so there's nothing that refuses corruption more than the purity of light itself, of Christ himself, because in itself is absolute purity. In Christ is absolute purity. And that's why he says in 1 John 1 7 walk in the light walk in the character of the purity of who I have made you to be where do we have fellowship with him we have fellowship with him and the purity of the light that he is and in that light that has made us children we are children of the light and that light is constantly shining up the path into the love that he loves us with. That's why we've said we're never called the children of love because in 1 John 4, 8 and 16 God is love. He's the source. But he is the light and that light shines out of that love and that light is a path for us to constantly fellowship with that love. That speaks of intimacy. So, That's the light of God's nature, the light of who he is, the word. The word of God, we said in John 1, verse 1, he is the word, he is the light. And that light calls us into love. And that light is an unbelievable power source. Now, in 1 John 1, 5, this then, it says, is the message that we have received of him. This is the message that he's continually telling us, imputing to us through the preach, imparting to us through the life that's been imputed to us. So impute just simply means that it's been put to our account, who Christ is and who we are in him. (laughs) Then it's constantly imparted to us who we already are through the preaching and teaching of the word. So he's constantly imparting it. So this, then, is the message that we have received of him, that God is light, and in him is what? No darkness at all. Does God think any dark thoughts about us? (laughs) There's no darkness in him. Plenty outside of him, none in him. And that's who he's made us to be. He's made us to be what? The children of the light. No darkness, no dark thoughts, no worry, no grief, no self-torture, no fear. Why? Because this then is the message. This is the continual truth. This is the continual declaration of the light Mm -hmm. that shines on us that God is light that's who you are in him and in him there's no darkness so in you there is no darkness because Christ is your life and that life in John 1, 3 and 4 is the light of men in other words light comes out of love to define who we are in other words light is how we live by the definition of that light that came out of what? this unbelievable love this unbelievable love so what does the light do? the light keeps on giving light that's Psalm 36 verse 9 that we read with you O God is the fountain of life well who is the fountain of life? well we said in John 1 verse 3 Christ is the life he is the life Colossians 3, verse 4, Christ is our life. And we've said so many other times before, we are not trying to live the Christian life. Trying to live the Christian life is like trying to find something in the darkness of self that can be approved by God. There's nothing but darkness there. Furthermore, Paul said in Romans 7, 18, I know in me that is in my flesh dwells what? No good thing. There's nothing but absolute pitch black darkness. Nothing of light in it at all. There's no purity in it. Just think of someone trying to live the Christian life, living in the darkness where there's absolutely no purity. Even the basis of what they're trying to do. There's nothing pure in it. There's no purity in it. That's why the apostle said in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 5, we don't preach ourselves, because that would only be the, the most corrupt darkness, but we preach Christ. And that's why in 1 Corinthians 3, 21, we don't glory in men, but we certainly do glory in him so the light keeps on giving the light and the light keeps on shining in this darkness that we're in we're in this world system we're in it but we're not of it and the light of Christ in us keeps shining keeps Mm -hmm. lighting us up all the way through so finally look what this verse says and I want to read this verse and then in, in a couple of hours or so we'll close oh well But look at what this says in Proverbs 4, verse 18. Proverbs 4, verse 18 says this. But the path of the just, those that have been cleared of all guilt through Jesus Christ, the path of the just is as the shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day and that perfect day is of course in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 12 it says for now we see through a glass darkly but then face to face the glory that shines out of his face that Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 6 we will see him face to face and then we will know him even as we are known. Can you imagine? Oh, God. In the purity of a light for all eternity. That's our path. Christ is our path. He trod that path in his perfect humanity as the very light of God. And that's why Paul would go on to say in 2 Corinthians 4, 7, we have this treasure, the treasure of this unbelievable light and glory in these fragile clay jars, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. And thank God it's of him and not of us. Because what's of us outside of Christ but darkness? Imagine again, trying to do something to please God in the Mm -hmm. darkness of which is absolutely impure. (laughs) No purity in it. In other words, listen... God isn't relying on us for anything. Not a single thing. He's relying on the only one who has accomplished it all on our behalf. So, the light keeps shining on into the darkness. It shines on. Skotos, the darkness. Skia, the shadow. It's a shadow. And we have that light. But here, when the light shines into the darkness, it speaks about, and it's an evident allusion to the darkness brought on by sin. Mm -hmm. We said last night, I think it was, in Genesis 1, 1 and 2, that darkness was upon the face of the earth. It was a gross darkness through the satanic rebellion there was a gross darkness but the light that Christ is now that shines in us shined in a much grosser, deeper more wicked darkness and it was the darkness of sin mm-hmm. and that light shines, shined in on it it shined in on the blackness of dark, darkness and here it's the word it's the Logos he's the word in John 1.1 the word And that was the message in 1 John 1.5 That we received of him That God is light He's purity He's energy He's power and force We have all of that in Christ Who is our light He's our light we said in Psalm 27 verse 1 He's our light And he is our continual salvation Our continual deliverance He's continually delivering us. Having already delivered us for once, he's continually in that delivering us with the light that keeps the darkness out. So we have the word who is really the only true, moral, ethical, pure light of God, and it keeps the darkness out. So the darkness is passing by That's what it's doing. The darkness is passing by. That world system in 1 John 2, verse 17, is on a collision course with the eternal or the eternity of light. (laughs) Just think about it darkness for a little time, on a collision course with the eternal, the eternity of light, and then Mm -hmm. nothing but light. Darkness is gone forever and ever. Mm -hmm. The true light. So, and in this light that we have that light that shines out to us is God's own authority for us expressed through that word and that word is Christ and he's our light and there's not even an inference there's not even an argument of man there's no result of the saint's experience in other words God's not relying on our experience just receive the light just keep on receiving it and the light the substance of the word the light will adjust all those feelings and put them and in, 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 in use them exactly what they were designed by God to be used for the emotions so the initiation of, of light to the mind is what the mind will initiate and express and uh, and illuminate the emotions good feelings good feelings and there's nothing wrong with feelings when they're good there's everything about them when they're bad or when they're dark so we have it we have all of it in Christ we have his purity we have the purity of who he is we have the purity of who he's made us to be and what a thing to think about in 1 John 4, 17. We are to have boldness. We, now this is, this is in light. Mm-hmm. I believe in 1 John 4, verse 17, when it speaks of the believer, the only seat that we appear in is not, it's a very poor word, the judgment seat. You'll see that, of course. What happens there in First in First uh, Corinthians three thirteen to fifteen? We all appear in Second Corinthians five ten at at the bema seat. We all appear there where and there is no terror. But in First John four verse seventeen, we ought to have both we, those that are born again, correlated, again with second Corinthians 5:10 there's no terror at the bema seat because how could we preponder or bring together first John 4:17 watch and this is light this is understanding this keeps us pure mm-hmm. it keeps fear out and keeps us receiving grace even when we fail and when we sin because the light of his grace and truth is far more powerful and greater than our sin. Far more powerful. And God forbid that we do, but when we do, we have a power that far surpasses it. We ought to have, in 1 John 4:17, boldness in the day of judgment. What day of judgment is it talking about? It can only be the behemoth seat because sins are dealt with. There's no great white throne for us. Revelations 20, 10 to 14. There's none for us. That's for the unsaved who die in their sins in John 8, 21 and 24. We are to have boldness. Do you think that we should have boldness now if we can have it in the day of judgment? Should we have boldness? No in Hebrews 4 verse 15 we have a high priest who can be touched by the feelings of our infirmities because in all points he was tested like us we yet without a sin nature therefore we can come boldly now to the throne of grace to find mercy and to help right in the nick of time so 1 John 4 17 we are to have boldness in the day of judgment you know the same boldness that we have right now that we're to have and we go and get every time and we're to be bold to get it every single time we need it and we don't try and fix ourselves up before we go to get it because we know in us is nothing we're going to the pure one who's made us pure we're to have boldness in the day of judgment why? because as he is <laughs> So are we in this present evil world. <laughs> so, in understanding that, of course there's no fear and love. So, would there be terror and fear at the penis seat? Mm-hmm. If as he is, so are we. Is he fearing anything lately? What is he fearing? Seated in perfect humanity as God and man seated at the right hand of the Father. And we've said before, right hand means absolute perfect satisfaction of God, approval, power, and the most unbelievable, unlimited acceptance. That's the right hand. Several scriptures on that we've given about the right hand. Psalm 110 verse 1 Acts 2 34, 35 on and on, so many Hebrews 1, 12 and 13, Hebrews 10 verse 12 seated at the right hand and the stars in Revelation 1 verse 20 were in his right hand the stars you know who those stars were? They weren't just the presiding official over a church. That's every one of us, by the way, are in his right hand. We're in the absolute perfect mm-hmm. satisfaction and glory of the Father of, with us in Christ. Mm-hmm. So though that's light. That's what we, we've been made pure. And we're in, again, in 1 John 1-7, we're to walk in the light. See what it's saying? We're to walk in the light as he is in the light. And we'll close with this verse. And there's so much more about this, but we only have so much time. <laughs> so we'll have to do it Wednesday. But here's, here's a great verse. They should have put Colossians right after Ephesians because they belong together. but. Messed it up. But it's still in there, though, thank God. Colossians 1, verse 12 says, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet. Well, you know, it's really means qualified. <laughs> which has made us qualified to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. <laughs> what are the qualifications? No, we have Christ in us. Colossians 1.27. The hope, the guarantee of what? Glory. Can you imagine coming to the beamer seat? <laughs> We've said before, you are he's the bridegroom. You're the bride. Uh, that's who you are. I can't wait for you to come. You have his life. You've been perfected. Mm-hmm. And and where's the terror in that? Mm. Oh, boy. To be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has, think about this now, who has, past tense, that's a past tense in the original, delivered us from the power of darkness. Oh. And has, past tense, Translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. And what kind of a kingdom? Is there any darkness in that kingdom? Or is it all lit up by the life of the one who's the king and who's our bridegroom? <laughs> How should we know ourselves? Well, the only way we can know ourselves is in the presence of God, and in the presence of God is all light. Mm-hmm so father we thank you for the truth of this thank you that we uh, just kind of scratched it a little bit but thank you lord for imparting that and thank you for imparting to us what's already been imputed <coughs> what's already been put to our account based upon christ in us the hope of glory in jesus name amen